What's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of Talk Smack with Mac. I got another bad dude on the podcast, man. Randy Costa is blessing me with jumping on the podcast. UFC fighter, man. This dude is a bad dude. What's up? How you doing? Doing good, man. I appreciate you having me on. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, man. I got a badass dude like you jumping on the podcast. I get to have a, a beautiful conversation, so I'm excited. You got a bitch on the podcast. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I've watched your fights, bro. You, you're no bitch whatsoever. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. But how did you get started in the fight game? Dude, it was a, it was a one big fucking accident. Never had plans of being a fighter. Never had dreams or aspirations of, of ever fighting. I've never been in a street fight. Never even been close. Never had a conflict with anyone. Nothing. Um, can you, Sam, can you turn that down, please? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, never, I've never, um, never even been in a street fight. Uh, I was an athlete. Played sports growing up. Uh, I was forced into sports. Um, then I kind of slipped, fell, and got to where I am, dude. None of none of this was planned. This is a huge accident. Uh, I had, you know, I I was naturally gifted at 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 sports. I guess um, I don't consider myself a fighter by any any stretch of the imagination. Um, I I just like to compete and, and test my skills. That's pretty cool, man. Well, it's it kind of seems like that that most most natural athletes start off with uh, some type of martial art or boxing or something just to kind of defend themselves or something just to do in their spare time. It's a really good workout, you know, uh, wrestling and boxing and all those, you know, the, the usual beginning, you know, uh, uh, mixed martial arts that yeah. people start off with. And uh, it's kind of funny that a lot of amazing athletes become pretty good fighters. Yeah, man, I, I I was put into um into karate like every other kid when they when they were smaller. I did um, probably like two years of it or something traditional martial arts, and uh, just for the discipline. And while I did learn some discipline, I fucking hated it because of how boring and and <laughs> and, and, and like how everything's kind of like theoretical. Nothing was really real. I was always I was like five years old, six years old, but I know that that's not how you how you fight people. I'm not I'm not an idiot. I knew uh, what I was there for. Uh, and, and then I, <clears throat> I stopped because I fucking hated it. Uh, and then, dude, oddly enough, I was looking for a contact sport in the offseason of football. Um, my buddy convinced me to try some boxing. Uh, I tried out some boxing, was pretty good at it. Um, you know, I, I got into the sparring, whatever, and then, and then, you know, my my, my coach like jabbed me, and I thought I was gonna, I thought I was knocked <laughs> out. But I really just ate like a fucking a punch at like fifteen percent. Um, <laughs> and then you know, I I wrestled in high school. I I tried out what's called American kickboxing. So if you watch if you watch my kickbox or if you watch my fights, you notice that I'm very unorthodox and yeah. I, I don't throw I don't throw many leg kicks at all. And, and, and with American kickboxing, it's it's regular kickboxing, but all kicks are above the hips. So I have these crazy head kicks and body kicks, all this stuff. Um, yeah, dude, it was it was a huge accident. Um, I just love playing sports. I love competing. I love grinding i love being an athlete um and, and and i just turned out to be you know okay at this fighting thing i don't go around tough guy or flaunting that i know how to fight people but you know it's it's, it's cool i like what I, I fucking love what i do it's very unique and and you never know what's next yeah i i could definitely see that um 
back, you said you were playing football and you tried boxing in the offseason. Was football your sport that you got started with or did you play a whole bunch of different types of sports? Dude, everything. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't start playing football until I was like probably 13. Um, prior to that, uh, I, I was big time into soccer, big time into basketball. Uh, I was a three-sport three sport athlete in high school. I, I just loved playing sports. I was, I was always the super athletic kid. I was always like the jock or whatever. Um, but it was, it was never like, I was never into any conflicts. Like I said, I've never, I've never outside of a sanctioned environment getting paid for or performing. I've never hit anybody ever in my life. Never pushed anyone. I've never been pushed. I've never been hit. Nothing. Um, I just love, I love competing, dude. I, it's just fun to me. Yeah. It's, uh, the biggest adrenaline rush I've ever had was, uh, being in the ring boxing. And, you know, I've I've been 120 feet underwater in the ocean. I've skydove before or went skydiving before. And being in the ring is just a different type of feeling or being in the octagon for your uh, point of view. It's it's a feeling that most people will never have. And it's almost scary. It's kind of scary, but it's very exciting at the same time. Kind of scary, bro. It's the most <laughs> fucked up thing in the world. It is. It is. Anyone who tells you it's not scary is a fucking liar. Dude, I'm telling you, I am shitting my pants in the back before I fight. Make no mistake. I'll be the first one to say, I'm not going to tough guy anyway. I am a pussy in the back, dude. Leading up to the fight, I'm, I'm scared, dude, but it's, but it's fucking cool. You know, it's, I, had, I feel like I have a different mindset than some of these guys. A lot of, you know, I look at a lot of positivity. I, I love, like, I, I'm embracing that. I love to, you know, get to the point where, I, where, I'm, where I'm fucking scared, like, you know, because the, the light at the end of the tunnel is much, is much lighter than the darkness that you're feeling at that point. You know, you're only, you're, you're scared for, you know, such a short amount of time. But, you know, I, I like to, I like to, you know, look at myself in the mirror or, or, or go to bed at night knowing that, you know, I didn't punk out of something. I didn't, I didn't yeah. say no because, because of a fear. You know, fear is just this fake bullshit. Fear is you're just afraid of, of an outcome. Dude, I'm afraid of the outcome. There's fear, this fear there. But I'm not going to get to where I want to be unless I unless I face that fear, and I and I think that's a very valuable thing, and I think that's something that I think a lot of people should do instead. I think you should be doing things that you are afraid of, uh, and it doesn't have to be as dangerous as maybe fighting someone or skydiving or anything like that. But just do face your fear. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's on the other side of it. It's fucking insane. Definitely, uh, facing your fears. That's all about a. It's about growth in life. If you could face your fears and come out the other side you're going to grow that mindset of being able to do whatever you want because you're not afraid of the fear or you're not afraid of failing. And yeah, uh, yeah gonna, that's one hell of a point. Yeah, man, the, the fear, the fear is there. The anxiety is there, is there, but man, you, you know what, you know what, you know what feels worse than the fear and the anxiety, the regret of, of not of even trying. Yeah. Dude, I, I would, I would, dude, I would much rather go and get fucked, knock the fuck out in the cage than say, Oh dude, I don't know. I'm going to sit this one out. I'm afraid. Like, no, fuck that. I, I would much, dude, because how long am I going to do this? I'm going I'm to have to face the man one day, and it's my time. It's my time to go. I'm, I'm going to die. That, that, did I take advantage of all the opportunities that I got? Did I, you know, experience all these crazy emotions and, and, and feel like a human? Because, dude, you feel like a human when, when you're afraid. You're, you feel alive. You're alive. Like, on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. thing, when you feel neutral, it's, it's <clears throat> you're just kind of going through the motions. you you feel these things every day, but you don't feel that true, genuine fear until it's time to face that fear, and you don't know how to how you're going to react to it. So I think it, I think it's a very, very you know valuable thing to, you know, to experience true fear, to to experience anxiety, and kind of see 
how you're going to react to it. You know, it's, these are all just different emotions and, and different routes that, you know, you experience in life. And I think that each route should be taken, you know, full advantage, get super happy, get super mad, get super scared. You know, all these emotions are extremely valuable and, and they form character for sure. Oh, most definitely. Because you could look back on those feelings and say, okay, I know how that felt. And that feeling is making me the person who I am today and the person that's going forward. Yeah. And, and, you know, per, you know, knowing how to perform and, and how to maintain a, a level mindset and, and stay neutral to your feelings while, while you're experiencing these stresses is also super important, not even with fighting, but on a day-to-day -day thing, you know, you have 18 things you need to get done by two o'clock and you haven't even started number one. <laughs> if, if you, you know what I mean? If you, if you let mm -hmm. all, all that, all that stress just fucking compound you and break you, it's, it's going to break you. But if you've experienced, you know, how to, how to deal with, with, with different kinds of emotions in different kinds of ways, then you're obviously going to be much more prepared for these things in the long run. Yes, exactly. Now, you mentioned being scared to death before your fights. Uh, you know, for the casual fan like myself and uh, the majority of the people that watch MMA and UFC and all that good stuff, we kind of look at you guys as if you're robots. Mm. You know, you don't really show your emotions. You guys are hiding it in your face, have your poker face on the entire time. You're getting punched in the face, kicked in the body, calf kicks. Some people take multiple, multiple, multiple calf kicks throughout a fight, and they don't even, you know, show it on their face at all. How do you keep that emotion harnessed inside and keep your poker face on when you're facing adversity in the octagon? Man, so I never faced adversity in any of my fights until I made it to the UFC, until I got my first UFC fight when I fought Brandon Davis. Um, and I think that, you know, I was a unicorn. I didn't know what it would be. I, I got in the UFC at 4-0. I didn't have any experience. I was, you know, knocking people out on the local scene. My, I, like, tri I like tripled my, my cage time in that UFC fight compared to all of all my fights combined. You know, I, I learned a lot about myself that night. And I, and I learned that I can deal with adversity. And I think it was, it was a really strange experience to me because I experienced adversity, but you could see that the, the the true happiness that, that I had just, just being there. I, I truly loved where I was at that point, you know? And, and I think that, man, it's, you see, if you don't truly love what you're, what you're doing, then, then, then why are you doing it? You're, you're not going to be able to live to, you know, your, your full potential until you're, you're completely happy with what's inside. And on that night, dude, and what I'm doing right now, I am so happy with what I'm doing. And, and, and it translates, you can see it exactly how I'm feeling when I'm walking out. It's, I can't fake fucking real happiness when I'm getting fucking punched in the mouth. You, can, you know what I mean? You can truly see that I am, I am perfectly content and happy and, and I am just in a, a very peaceful spot in my mind that I just truly love being there. I love facing the adversity. I love, I, I just love feeling alive. And for me, I feel alive when I, when I feel the extreme the extreme of all these emotions, the extreme happiness, the extreme, you know, fear, the extreme anxiety, you know, it's none of, none of, the, none of the, the things I'm wearing on my face. It's not a poker face. I'm not acting like things don't hurt. I'm fucking telling like, Hey, that was a good shot. That was cool. Like, dude, like, are just, you saying that in the octagon? Are you saying I'm, that to the other guy? Or are you yeah, just saying I mean, it in your head? Like, when I'm fighting Brandon, when he, you know, he rocked me for, for a second. I'm, I'm fucking ice skating. My, my legs are all fucking, yeah. stupid, you know, and, but then I was like, I was laughing. I was like, Holy, like that was, a good shot like that was nice you know like it's not i i would much rather 
show like what I'm actually feeling and, and making it known that I'm actually like really happy and really content regardless of, of how much of a whirlwind of, of what's actually going on. I, I just really, I just love, I'm just so happy with what I do and I love what I do. That that's pretty fucking cool to hear, man, that uh, I'm sure that's one hell of a life to live. Uh, everybody wants to be a fighter till they get punched in the face, but the guys that actually do it and enjoy it, you guys are the modern day gladiators, the modern day warriors, man. It is fucking awesome to watch. Yeah, man. Every, everyone wants to do, everyone wants to do the sexy stuff. Everyone wants the, the social media stuff and the fucking cool pictures and being in shape and, you know, having, you know, getting some sort of fame. I don't have any fucking fame, but getting some sort of fame. I, I might have a little bit more exposure than like the average person, but I'm nowhere near like, you know, where I'd like to be. But I, I love doing this for what, for what it is. I just love competing. I love, you know, I love the grind. I love feeling like shit. I love feeling afraid. I, I love the entire roller coaster because dude, you're not going to have these really light days until you know what darkness is. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's a really fucked up thing, but it's the highest of highs and lowest of lows. Yeah. I 100% agree with you, man. There was plenty of times in my life and uh, specifically in my military career going through trainings when you're like, how the fuck am I going to do this? How am I going to get through this? My body is aching. I can't move. I can hardly fucking breathe. Right. But then, you know, a month or two later, when you look back at those specific times, you're like, man, I got through that. And it it builds your, uh, it boosts your confidence and your character. Yeah. That much. Every time you go through a situation like that. Yeah. And look, and you're, you're sitting down in a nice, warm, you know, a warm house and you have all the things that you like but you wouldn't have them if you fucking quit if you just yes. you know, things aren't as bad as as they seem and i think that's a very important lesson to real to really to, to to learn and truly grasp but you don't get there until you experience the actual adversity and the actual highs and the actual lows you don't know what that middle ground is you don't know what being content is until you've you've felt you know the, the wide spectrum of crazy fucking emotions which you have obviously felt as well you you have true appreciation for the things that you have right now because you felt these adversities. Just oh, like with fuck yourself. Yeah. I know I know when I'm happy, I'm fucking happy, dude. And it's because I know what it what it feels like to be in a dark spot. You know, it, it's there there's so much potential that, that people are missing out on in shorting themselves because they're afraid to take a risk. Yep. Hey, you know, being being afraid of the outcome or being afraid of what others may think prohibits a lot of people from even trying and you and like you're saying and i definitely agree fuck that if i'm gonna fall flat on my face and the whole world knows it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna give it my best and i'm gonna give it a try i tried that's it try i didn't fucking curl up i didn't call it quits i didn't shy away i didn't put my tail between my legs i fucking tried if i if i failed i failed let all the people talk shit they can talk shit all they want did they make an attempt did they try did they you know, actually put something forward and actually have pride in the things. And, and dude, like you and I, you've experienced adversity different than I've experienced adversity, but you always have this true pride that nothing can fucking take away the things that you've actually done. Yes. No one can take away that. I, I lost my UFC debut. You can't take that away. I won the, the my second UFC fight. You can't take that away. It doesn't matter what anyone fucking says. I have this pride that in myself that I did these things that someone else didn't do. 
You've oh, done these yeah. things that someone else wouldn't do. And someone honestly was afraid to do, you know, you took this risk, you, you took the jump. And I think it's extremely valuable. And, and you learn a lot about yourself and, and you can carry yourself a little bit higher knowing that you, that you put your best foot forward. You fucking try, you know? Yeah, definitely. So before I touch on your first two UFC fights, uh, I want to bring it back a little bit before that. So how long, I know you said you wrestled in high school and you did karate when you were younger, you boxed a little bit. How long were you training for before you had that first amateur fight? So we'll say, we'll say I boxed a year, kickboxed for two years, wrestled for a year, did karate for a year. So you can say five years or whatever, but I had some training at, 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 uh, at Lozano MMA since, since I started. So I started training with him since, since I got my driver's license. So I was 16 years old. Um, I had my, my, my amateur debut when I was 19. So I had been training full MMA for, you could say five years or yeah, five years, four years. Um, yeah, well, whatever, whatever it is. And then I had, uh, a short notice opportunity to have my amateur debut. Um, the reason why I took the short notice opportunity versus a, a, a full camp is because I, I was doing exactly what I've been saying not to do, which is psyching yourself out and, and being afraid. I was doing it. I was doing exactly the opposite of what I'm, what I'm preaching right now. So um, you're like, fuck it, man. I got to take this jump. It's like, dude, there's, if I only have, I took it on two weeks. If I only have two weeks to prepare, I can only psych myself so much. And I can only think about for a two week span. So if I can do it for two weeks and I can get to the fight, then I, I'm in the fucking fight. All I have to do is get through two weeks, easy money, one week of training, one week of, of recovering and, and losing weight. Not a fucking big deal. I've been training hard, not a big deal. So I did that and then took my first amateur fight. Um, I fought April, June, and then September. And then after September, dude, I had a four-year layoff. I fucking did exactly what I said I was doing again. You know, exactly the opposite of what I said been saying to do. I, I created every single fucking excuse under the sun. I was afraid of my own shadow in regard to fighting. Um, I was just in a, in a different mental space. I was 19 years old. I, mm -hmm. I had three fights back to back to back. I, I didn't even get fucking punched, dude. I had no reason to be afraid. <laughs> I was afraid. I was just afraid to be afraid. I didn't know what I was afraid of. Uh, I learned a lot about myself during that, during that time off. You know, I studied sports psychology. I got a degree in school, not in sports psychology, but I got a degree. Uh, and I, like I said, I learned a lot about myself and, and how to capitalize on, on these, these, I guess, mental insecurities. Um, these are all valuable lessons that you have to learn, but there's only, you can only learn on the job. You can, you can learn how to do these things outside, but you only learn you know, how to apply those, 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 those lessons, I guess, on the job to, to actually be scared. And it took me four years to, to fucking, to do it, dude, you know, and, and end up paying up. So if I, if I didn't do that, if I didn't, you know, I learned, I learned the hard way, dude. And, and honestly, it wouldn't, I, I carry my best friend's picture around Devin Carrier. Today's his, his, his four years since, since he passed. Before okay, that he, was the picture you're holding up after your fight. Before he, before he passed away, he was my best friend, dude. Before he passed away, told him I would get out of the fight. It's like, yeah, you know, get out of the fight. I was like, yeah. he's, he's like, yeah, okay, you're going to get out of the fight. You fucking know, you're a bitch, whatever. I am a bitch. That's what it is. You know what I mean? That's, that's what it is. So when, when he passed away, dude, you know, I never had any intent of fighting ever again. When he passed away, uh, I owed it to myself, I owed it to him, and I owed it to be, to, as, as a man, to be a man of my word. I told him I was gonna get one more fight, I'm gonna get one more fight. So you notice, <clears throat> every fight that I take now, he's with me the entire way. Wayans, through camp, mi middle of the cage, win, lose, does not matter, he is with me the entire way. Because honestly, if, 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 if he were here, I, I wouldn't be fighting. I, I, I attribute 
the reason why I got him back into forward, why I took another fight is, is directly, um, directly because of him. Uh, obviously, I trained harder. I worked really hard to get where I am, but I wouldn't have made that jump if it, if it weren't for him. But again, it's, I was forced. My back was against the wall. I had no, I had no choice but to face my fear, to be fucking scared. Gotcha. Um, before anything, um, I sincerely apologize for your loss, man. I, I, I know how it is to lose your best friend. It's tough. It's hard. Um, and yeah, man, it, just got to keep going forward. Take it one day hey, at man, a time. That I appreciate that. But we, we don't, we don't speak sad on his name. Um, yeah. he would, he would fucking punch me in the mouth if, <laughs> if, if, if he ever heard me talking sad about anything like that. And I, I know he'll, I know he's happy and, and he's proud of where I, where I am. And I know he's, he's super happy with, 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 uh, with the loyalty that I've shown and, you know, bringing him, you know, he was, he was a fighter too, bringing him to where his dream was and, and he got shorted of it due to, you know, unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. But you'll, you'll, never, you'll never hear me, you know, get sad and, and all this shit. And, That's and, good and shit. What, you know, what I'm talking about him because I'm telling you, he would take my fucking head off. And, and you sound like he was one hell of a guy. He, he was he was just like me, man. He was just like me. <laughs> Uplifting and, and uh, positive. I feel it, man. I, as soon as we got on the podcast or I got you on the uh, the video, I, I like I felt your presence. I felt the positivity that you're giving off. So uh, you have an aura around you, man. It's cool. I appreciate it. It's cool to hear. So back to your mental insecurities, man. How did you get past that? And what what triggered where you're like, man, fuck this. I'm getting back in there. I'm doing this again. Um, like I said, I, I explored all these other, all these other resources and routes and, and, and learning about sports psychology. Um, listen, reading about what other sports psychologists said, listen to podcasts, Jocko Willings, David Goggins, uh, reading books, just David learn, Goggins. Learn, look, yeah, geez, dude, if you don't, if you don't run through a wall that you read about him, then you have, you have, you have a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's just a fucking yeah. idiot. You need that. Um, and, and I think he does a very good job at at really projecting the way that, you know, he actually feels. And then that's something I admire. And that's, that's something that I, you know, I'm trying, I try to do myself. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, dude, I, I just learned about myself and I learned that they're really, what's fear. It's, it's just a bunch, it's a, it's a crock of shit. It's this feeling. It's this worrisome about these, something that, you know, that's in the future. The future is not, not, not something that you can see. It's not a tangible thing. It's just existing. So why am I going to base my life around something that's not even tangible? Why am I going to base my life around something that I can't see? It's fucking silly to me, but it took me a long time to get to that point. Uh, I had a lot of, I, I was training like a maniac, man. I was, I ran a couple of marathons, ran a couple of half marathons. I was fucking killing it in the gym. I was really good at cross, really good at swimming, really good at running. Um, I got a, a special operations contract in the military and then <laughs> I fucked, I fucked it up about a week before I was supposed to leave the basic. I got, I got a, uh, <laughs> I got a, um, uh, strep, I got strep, so I was put on antibiotics, and they wouldn't let me leave because I was on antibiotics. Um, one thing led to another. Rob Font, who's also in the UFC, was getting ready for Thomas Almeida at that time, inviting me out to Las Vegas to train with him. I throw a lot of kicks. Thomas Almeida throws a lot of kicks. So I was I was involved in that training camp. I felt that you know at that point I couldn't go out to Vegas and just be a, a pussy, you know, has been amateur fighter. I had to actually take a step. Um, I was pushed by Font, by you know Calvin Cater, Joe Lozon, all these guys that I that I very much look up to, and you know I had Devin in the back of my mind. You know I, I fucking owed it to him. I can't I can't fucking back out of it. And all, all everything lined up to you know now now is the time. I had to do it this time. Age is on my side. Twenty. I was twenty one years old or twenty two years old. 
it's time to take that jump, time to see what we can do. You know, I had four fights back to back. You know, I kept banging out these fights. I was mm-hmm. knocking everyone out. We got the UFC call. Everything paid off. Everything lined up the way that they're supposed to be. But dude, if I had got in the UFC when I was 19 or 20 years old, like like I had intended to, like I had planned when I was doing these amateur fights, that I wouldn't have this outlook. I, I don't know where I don't know how it would turn out. You can't speak on these things, but I know that I wouldn't I would not be nearly as positive as like level headed as I am right now, if I didn't experience, you know, actual fear and, and not facing the fear versus facing the fear and, and getting through it and, you know, kind of being able to break down and, and analyze the actual feeling I have in my head and, 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 and overcoming it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's such a strange thing, but it's every, it's things that every athlete experiences. Um, you know, I was 19 years old at the time and at 22 or 23 when I made my pro debut it's four year, three or four year layoff. Um, doesn't sound like that much, like 30 to 34 years old. That's not that much of a deal, but 19 to 22, that's, that's a lot of mental age. That's a lot of mental growing you have to go mm-hmm. through. And like I said, man, I learned a lot about myself during that time. And, and I think it shows, you can see my demeanor when I'm fighting and when I'm talking and how I carry myself and how I'm walking out. And you can just see that I'm truly and genuinely happy, genuinely happy with where I am and where I'm at in this life. Yeah, man, I, I feel like, especially, 19 and 22 man for people in general but more specifically for young men that's there's like so much shit is going on so much you got to learn about yourself and like you said your your mental state is a completely different you went through that time and you probably had that layoff without even knowing to get mentally right so you could come back with this fierce ferocity or velocity to come back and just kill everybody that you're fucking training with going in the octagon with yeah everything happens for a reason man and then all, all all the stars lined up to to kind of get me to this point right now you know you're not you're 18 years old you're i graduated almost 17 so I, you know I'm, I'm still in college at that point so i'm going through college and 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 my whole day is revolving around a bell right a bell is getting me from class to class a bell's waking me up in the morning a bell it's everything's a fucking bell so once you eliminate that, now you're in the real world. And that's where that growing from 19 to 22 is coming from if you don't go to college, right? So you're going from having a bell determined and dictate your entire fucking day to now, dude, you're on it's your all own. Now, on you. Yeah. Now you have to figure it out. Now you have to figure it out. So I think that's that's why you see such that turning point. And I think that maybe even with guys in the military that, that go to the military right after school, I don't think they do their true growing until they're, they get out of the military, right? Because now they're going from... Oh, yeah. A bell, dictating the life, a bell dictating the life to having, you know, uh, higher ups dictate the life to now you are free. You are completely free and you are dictating the things that you want to do. No one's over your head. No one's, over, you know, so I think that those, those growing, those growing points are extremely beneficial and extremely important and valuable in how you maintain them and, and how you actually manage these things in your life and, and the importance they are to the development of, you know, your mind and how you're maturing. Definitely. I 100% agree. Um, One thing that I wanted to touch back on was you mentioned fear. Um, Do you think fear has a strong connection with insecurity? Um, I don't, I don't think, I think anxiety has a strong um, connection with insecurity, but I'm not sure fear does, right? Because I'm afraid to fight. I'm not afraid of the other person. I'm not I'm not insecure about my being. I'm just, it's just an unknown. I'm not afraid of a thing. I can't touch the thing that I'm afraid of. I'm just afraid 
because I don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to get knocked out? There's no, there's no insecure. I don't think there's an insecure. I think if you're talking about anxiety and like, yeah, and being ang- maybe, maybe being anxious, maybe that's an insecurity because you don't know how you're going to react. But I think fear is just one of those things. I don't, I don't, it's, I guess it's tough to, to explain. Like it's not, you can't touch the thing that you're afraid of. So there's nothing to be insecure over. You're just afraid because you don't know what it is. You don't know what's on the other side of it. And I think that is probably. So fear yeah, and the unknown has a, has a better connection. Yeah. Or, or yeah, dude, I, I don't think like that. I don't think that's an insecurity because you see the topic, even like, look at like Donald Cerrone, he breaks it down fucking great you know he's not he's not you know he's probably not an insecure guy at all but he's fucking deathly afraid on fight night and i think that it's it's that unknown that you're you're training so hard and you're working so hard to get to this point for one 15 minute fucking window where everything that you did for the last six weeks is coming or eight weeks is coming down to this one little 15 minute window i don't think that's an insecurity I don't think that's an insecurity driven fear. I think that's just a fear because, you know, you, you work so hard and you don't know, was it worth it? Is it worth it? Who the fuck knows? I don't think it's an insecurity. Gotcha. All right. So back to your fights, you come back after this layoff, you hop back into octagon. How are you feeling? How is your, how's your headspace? How's your confidence? Are you, are you at your, your tip top shape? How were you? um physical shape fuck it I, I couldn't have been in better like i said man i during that layout i was fucking killing it in the gym i was training even harder i i ran a couple of marathons a couple of half marathons I, I was fucking killing it dude swimming a ton running a ton i was just crossfit a ton i was just killing it. i was in stupid shit like insane shape um dude like on it i i just felt there i felt in tune with myself i wasn't afraid I, i'm fucking you know before in my amateur days, I'm pacing back and forth. I'm fucking pissed off now, dude. And, and if you see me in the back, I'm listening to reggae music and I'm fucking chilling, dude. I'm I'm just hanging out. It's another day. I'm I just like mm-hmm. where I'm at. I know I did everything I needed to do to get to this point. I'm not gonna make any significant gains or any gains at all in that you know an hour before the fight. All the work is done, dude. I just need to fucking you know loosen up and get the fruits ready. of my labor, dude. I worked so hard to get to this point. I'm just happy to be here. I you know the last six weeks every single night every single day the first thing i think when i wake up is this one fucking person in front of me now i get to face this person why there's nothing to be afraid of at this point he's the only person i'm fucking thinking of i'm hanging out i'm chilling dude i'm in a good spot i love where i love where i'm at i love fight day dude what i don't like as much as is the couple days before the fight you know that's when the actual things are kind of crashing down on you but on fight day everything's there it's there everything you're working for is right in fucking front of you you know, the, the, the 40, 48 hours prior, that's kind of a shitty spot because it's so close but so far away. But when you're there, dude, it's fucking there. The, the only mm-hmm. thing you've ever thought about the last fucking eight weeks is standing right the fuck in front of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that. Well, let me ask you. You said it, it's right there. It's right there. So when you're fighting in the octagon and you have 20, 30, 40,000 people watching you, explain that feeling to the people that have never experienced that. Dude, I think I think you have to really kind of be in tune with yourself to 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 have. I, th- I think it's a it's a. I think it's very subjective. I think someone else's experience may be a little bit more different than mine. Um, I my pro debut was in a bowling alley, so you can't obviously get fit a lot of people in a bowling alley, right? <laughs> and then, 
my UFC debut, just nine, bless you, nine months later, was at UFC 236, sold out crowd, two, two headline, two title fight headliners. You know, it was a fucking banging card. And that was my day, my, that was my UFC debut. So I went from nothing to a crazy fucking crowd in a nine months time coming off a four year layoff. I have no fights, no fight experience, nothing. But I can tell you this, dude, I was more comfortable walking out and being in that cage than I was at the bowling alley. And I think it's because I was just so in tune with what I'm doing. I knew what I had to do. I, I didn't get the job done, but I knew the job. I knew exactly what I had to do. There was no lies. There was no, you can't fucking fake anything that's going on in that fight. He's going to punch my face off. I'm going to try to punch his face off. There is no lying. The crowd, it doesn't exist at that point. I'm facing so It's almost like tunnel vision. Dude, I, I noticed after the fight, I noticed walking out, I'm fucking touching hands with everyone. You know, I'm, in, I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a good time. But as soon as you get in the cage, dude, everything else is blank. It's blank. It's you and him. I can hear my coaches. I can't hear anything else. I'm I was going to ask you. Yeah, I'm sure you can't even hear the fans when you're so focused on a goal that you've, like you said, been working for, for six weeks or eight weeks that your tunnel vision is so focused and your demeanor is just so calm and relaxed. You and know. Dude, I, I look at it, I think it's a... Uh, a cool like evolutionary psychology standpoint. And I'm not sure if this is right or wrong. I think it might just be a theory that I fucking have. I don't I have no idea. But when I'm when I'm fighting, I can only I can't see anything but my opponent. And I can only hear my coaches. I can't hear the punches I'm throwing. I can't hear his coach, nothing. You know why? And I think it's because that the only I think that the only person that I think is gonna help me in that time is my coaches. So I'm looking for that that safe haven. I'm looking for that security. Whereas if I'm if I'm in a fight or if I'm if I'm in a you know, a fight to the death where that, I guess that kind of is if there was no ref. It's not really a fight to the death, but that's how, it's a fight, right? It's a fight. So I'm looking for the only thing that's going to fucking help me. Mm-hmm. The third guy, the third, the fourth guy, the only thing that's going to fucking help me, that's the only thing that I can hear. And I think it's because that's, 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 that's my anchor. That's my safety haven. That's, it's fucking, it's the craziest fucking thing in the world. I can't see anything else but my opponent, but the only thing I can fucking hear is, is, my coaches it's the wildest thing it's so cool i feel like a like a heroin junkie dude i just can't get nothing i love it dude it's so cool all right so going to that first fight bro i thought you had it so you I go in there so. and you rocked his ass yeah like in the first like what 15 20 seconds I, his knee bucked and i was like oh shit this he dude is knocked so out tough. fuck yeah, man. Uh, I've never been more to mask. I felt like a female when I was, I was like, can you just fucking go down? And then, it, well, before I move on to the next part, do you think he was able to touch those, uh, take those hits? Well, first of all, he had one hell of a chin. But because he made that weight cut and dropped down to your weight class, he probably, he was just used to bigger guys or he was just no, dude, I mean, son of a bitch. Just, if you watch any of his fights, you know, Brandon is... He's extremely tough and extremely durable. He rolls with punches so well. Even when I was connecting him, connecting straight, he was, it, I buckled him a couple of times, but none of them were directly on the chin. One of them was behind, or two of them were behind the ear. He just does so well at, at taking the damage, seeing the punches and, and kind of rolling with the punches. And literally exactly. Rolling with the punches. Yeah. He's, just, he's just super, super durable. I think if, any other guys on those roster, I think, or not, not even any, any other person that I fight and in my weight class, I think that I, I, I can knock them out. I, I can hit for a big guy or for a small guy. And you know, Brandon was saying that I, I hit the hardest out of anyone he's fought. And, it, and that's, that's really cool to fucking hear considering his fight prior was Zabit. Yeah. Um, but man, he's just super, super tough. And he, he's known for that. I think I was the only 
person in the UFC or his only UFC fight that he got rocked on and on multiple occasions. He's just a super, super tough and durable guy. It's, it's just he has an, a granite chin. It's insane. Yeah. Um, going from, I, I believe, uh, Joe Rogan or DC, one of those guys mentioned uh, for him going from fighting somebody that's high, uh, that's pretty yeah. highly ranked and then a lot of experience fighting, going from there and then fighting you, your fucking UFC debut, yeah. he has that that experience and that, I know I've been in this situation before versus you're like, dude, I, like you said, I went from a bowling alley to fucking a sold out crowd. So man, people don't look at that, those factors, that shit plays a big part. I'm sure. Look at, look at, um, like he was, he was fighting all these high level guys fight prior. I was fighting on the local scene. I hadn't, dude, I I didn't even been punched in a fight until my UFC debut. I'd never been fucking punched. And any amateur or I'd never been, I'd never been fucking punched. It was the, it was insane. But I think that you could notice like the experience different, difference with, with, with Brandon and I, when, you know, I, I heard, I heard him pretty fucking good. And then I rushed in like a maniac mm-hmm. and that's what an inexperienced guy, an experienced guy did exact or does exactly what he did. We just kind of covered and kind of rolled with everything and then try to catch instead of going like overzealous and, and turn into a maniac, which is exactly what I did. My, my inexperienced, I think my inexperience lost lost me the fight. Um, Brandon did fucking everything right, and mm-hmm. I didn't. He he won. That's that's how that's how you win a fucking fight. He overcame how to you know get him punched, and he knows how to deal with these you know when things get kind of blurry. He did such a fucking fantastic job uh, with with dealing with the adversity, and then I did a really bad job with with you know kind of capitalizing on on. You know where where I when when I was putting him in the, uh, the the situation where he had to deal with adversity, I just turned into a maniac in that, and that's not how you do it at all. Um, yeah, but that learned on the job. Yep, definitely. Uh, after that fight, uh, you didn't get the victory. Where were your emotions? How did you feel, and how did you work from that point? Give yourself twenty four hours. Feel bad for yourself. Just get up, dust yourself off, stop feeling like a bitch. Can't sit back, can't feel bad for yourself. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines. I'm not going to feel bad for myself. I'm not going to call it quits because I lost a fist fight. My life is fucking fantastic. I lost one small point in my life. It's not a big deal. Um, I took that. I think I think that I showed a lot in that fight. Um, I, oh, I think that, hell yeah. I think, I think that my stock grew, even, even though coming off a loss. I think I showed that. You know, fuck what the naysayers have to say. I showed that I belong. I only had four fights, you know, prior to that point. I showed that I can hang with these with these high level guys. Uh, I think my, I think my stock grew, and then I, I I let that fuel me. I didn't I didn't sit back. Oh fuck, I lost my first fight, which I think a lot of guys in the position that I w- that I was in would have done that when they only have, you know, four fights and they were fucking killing everyone, and then they lose the most important fight. I think that a lot of guys would kind of fold up or be a little bit timid. I I gave myself twenty four hours. I you know, it is what it is. I felt bad. And then, then I was like, fuck this. I'm not gonna feel bad anymore. I have to get up, dust myself off. I'm gonna go on to the next one. Texting, you know, my management, texting my coaches, hey, you know, get be in the UFC year. Let's let's get me back in fucking right away. Let's go. Like I'm ready now. And I know what I have to do. I I know I learned my lesson. I need to get back to work. Got back got back to work and then came back and got another win. I, um but it it really depends on how I how I took that, you know, that forty eight hours after the fight. If I let that sink and I fucking drank my sorrows away and started feeling bad for myself and playing the blame game and doing all these other stupid things that don't make any sense. Um, then, then my road would be a lot different. I wouldn't be in this point, but I did, 
what I should have done. And I, I did what any, you know, positive person and any athlete should be doing is, is, is getting up, dusting yourself off and moving on to the next one. You can't feel bad for yourself in this sport. It's a very unforgiving sport. This is life. It's not, you know, it's, it, you can't fucking just, just have things handed to you. You have to deal with things at some point. I dealt with it. I dealt with it like a, like a, like a fucking man, um, got up, dust myself off, came back in, in, in the fashion that I, I feel I, I, I showed that I deserve. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you obviously took that loss like a fucking champ, man. And, and like you said, you proved a lot and your stock grew. And I'm sure that experience helps you reach another level. Um, and then you came back and you fought Boston in your second fight. And that was, bro, you fucking put on a show. Yeah, man. And you, you could see that all, all the work that the improvements that I made in that fight, you know, I, I had him hurt. I relaxed. Your him again. Closure, I, yeah. Your you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I did what I did the things that I should have done. Uh, and I learned from my mistakes. Um, again, if I, if I had felt bad for myself and fucking started pointing fingers and blaming people, dude, like I, I wouldn't have been, been in, be in this point where I am right now. I wouldn't have gotten over that. You know, I just, I dealt with it like a fucking man. Didn't feel bad for myself. Didn't point fingers. Didn't fucking tell my coaches that they fucking had a shitty game plan and that they didn't do this, that, the other thing. I said, dude, you guys did everything you need to do. I'm the one that fucked up. I'm going to dust myself off and we're going to go on to the next one. That's exactly what we did. Okay, so you're coming off uh, a win in the UFC and it was in brilliant fashion. You just tore the dude up. As a matter of fact, I, I, uh, I just watched that fight maybe about an hour ago. So it's, it's pretty fresh in my mind. So you're coming off a win in the UFC. You're, you're showing everybody, hey, man, I'm here. I'm here to stay. I got some skills. I can hang with some top guys. What's next? What's next for you? Dude, it's like <clears throat> I went out, went out in Boston. Um, I fought a guy named Boston. And, you know, he had, he had a ton of, ton of, ton of hype uh, coming off Contender Series. He, his, his credentials fucking blow mine out of the water. You know, national champ boxer, multiple time state champ, uh, high school wrestler. You know, he was just a savage of a fighter. Um, the stake, the the chips were stacked against me. I wasn't supposed to win that fight. There was no reason I had to win that fight. I was four and zero. I lost. I got choked out in my debut, and I'm gonna go face a, a fucking killer like him. I wasn't supposed to win that fight. All right, sick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna train hard. I'm gonna win that fight, and that's that's what I did. And I I showed that. You know, my mental maturity is is it's probably beyond what, what my age is. Um, and, and I, I, I just, I'm a realist. I know the things that I need to do and I need to fucking do them. I need to execute them. And I executed them when I needed to. I listened to the things that my coaches had to say. I took all the things in that my coach was saying and listened to the people around me and, and told, you know, the people that the negative people to fuck off. And I don't really give a fuck about what they say. And I, I took the, the, all the positive things and I turned it into a fucking fantastic night. Damn straight. Uh, do you have another fight planned, or are you yes. in negotiations? September twenty sixth. I'm fighting. Uh, September twenty sixth. Let me write that down. Seven weeks. Seven weeks from Saturday. And do you know who you're fighting yet? Yep. His name is Journey Newsom. Okay. Well, shit. I'm excited, man. I I Can can't I wait to it? see you get back in the octagon. It's been September twenty sixth, so that's almost like eleven months or so for Dude. you since you've been in there, right? Yeah, dude, I was supposed to fight on March 28th, and that got canceled because of COVID. It's been too fucking long. Be too, you know, I did a fight camp from January to fucking March to have it canceled 10 days prior. 
Mm. Now I'm back in camp. Um, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm ready. I'm fucking, I, I, you could see that the amount of, of improvements from physical and mental from April to October, never mind what October, September is going to show. I'm telling you, man, I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to show I'm going to show a very, very different Randy Costa. It's going to be very improved. Very, it's going to be cool to watch, man. I'm excited. I'm a huge fan, man. I can't wait. Well, before I get you off the pod, uh, you said you used to play sports. Do you have any favorite sports teams out there? It doesn't matter what sport it is. What are your faves? I mean, I'm a, I'm a Boston guy. I root for the for the uh, the hometown guys for sure. Um, I'm not crazy indulged in like basketball or anything like that. I love watching hockey. I love myself a good football game. Uh, I'm not really a sports fanatic though, man. I just I love playing. I don't love watching. I don't watch much TV. I don't watch movies. I just I like working out. I just I'm kind of a simple guy. I'm boring as fuck and I like to work out. <laughs> hey, you know what, man? Every MMA guy that I've gotten on my podcast so far, you guys all have the same thing in common. I'll play the sports, but I don't want to fucking watch it. I want to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. I like I like watching fights though. I like following. I, I follow pretty close. I I'd like to be I'd like to be like an analyst at some point. I think I I think I'm I think I'm pretty cut out for it. Hey, you're the, like I said, your aura and the way you speak, I think you would do great behind the mic. I'm, that's that's one thing I'm trying to get myself to. I'm trying to get up <laughs> to that level. I think it would be pretty damn cool, too. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. All right, man. Well, that does it for another episode of Talk Smack with Mac. Randy, I really appre- appreciate you getting on the podcast, man. You got another fight coming up in next month, about a, about a month and three weeks. You know, so you must have just started your training camp. I'm excited to watch you. You appreciate it, man. Out of your your five and one, right? Five and one. Five and one. Out of your five fights, I believe all five of knockouts in the first round. I think you had like a ref stoppage in the second round or something like that. So you're laying people out. You're putting your name on the scene. UFC guys better fucking watch out because Randy Costa is coming to whoop some ass, take some names, and claim a belt in the near future. <laughs> we're coming, we're coming, we're coming. Let's go, man. I appreciate it. Peace. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Her hand needs six degrees, her mind on my PhD. I eat it in the morning, call that breakfast at Tiffany. She sang, I make her hit them high, no some MP3. She ain't shine no more, and now we making them DVDs. Word vomit, here come them lies again. I guess it's that time of year to cut the ties again. She all up in my phone like she working for Verizon. She know I treat these hoes like I treat the finish line. Precipitate the panties to the float, just a waste of time. She do about the same for a client like she would have vine. Sleeping on a nigga, catching Z's, narcoleptic. Niggas up in Paris on my beating on my chest. Shit, these hoes ain't loyal. Got me missing my ex chick back when I was starting on my ex's exes. Oh no, I'm living in the past again. I know you just told me your name, but I'ma ask again. Like I don't know about you. I know all about you. Acting all innocent.